Welcome to Spicy Techie, where we discuss all things technology with some friendly banter mixed in. With your hosts, Ali Musa and Sienna T. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of Spicy Techie for Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. How's everybody doing? My name is Sienna T. Joining us in studio is Ali Musa, who is also co-host of Broadcast Map and producer at Sienna T Radio. Ali, it's great to have you in the studio once again. Welcome and always happy to have you here. How have you been? I, oh, let me just bring the mic closer. Here we are. I have been absolutely wonderful. I'm so glad to hear it. it and I'm has, happy to have you in the studio with you. Know, you know, this is something. As always. Yes, I would never trade being in the studio for anything. Neither, neither would I. And, you know, it's always so much fun. And, um, you know, when we, when I found out we're doing a Wednesday show, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. I am yeah. just super pumped. I am Absolutely. just super pumped. Like uh, the energy, pumped. That's the adrenaline is just rushing in. It's just like, woo. Yeah, but that's an understatement. What would what would we what would we use? Pumped is a little bit stronger than excited, and even then, no. But it's an understatement. It's an understatement. It is. It is. Pumped no, is an understatement. No words can describe. No words. Oh, we're so we're so pumped. We're so excited that uh, no, but, no, but pumped is an understatement. Pumped is an understatement. You, you know, any any word is an understatement here. There is no word that can describe the adrenaline rush that we have. Oh, it's an exciting time. It is. It so really is, is. So, how is music as history going? It's it's going very well. Um. We're finally in 1980. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, so. What is it going into then? What, what's exactly happening in the book? So they're talking a lot about, um, and I'll have to uh, go back to it a little bit, um, only because I was kind of I kind of fell asleep through it, um, uh, in and out, but. Uh, <laughs> What once I uh, reread the chapter and I'll be able to uh, hopefully get some afternoon reading in on Friday, um, but um, we are out of nineteen seven. We are out of nineteen uh, seventies, um, and we we are into nineteen eighty now. I just uh, started getting into the nineteen uh, eighty chapter. Um, so, and I fell asleep a couple minutes in, so I'm not able to, at this point, report on what is happening in this particular, uh, chapter, but we'll definitely have more to report on Sunday for sure. 
I think one thing that I need to do is uh, to get some afternoon reading. I always feel like, oh, I'm going to be able to read a little bit at night. I just got some in today, actually, because, you know, yeah, sure. Because, um, and I'll tell you about my book, too, that, Mm -hmm. um, uh, see, I just got in a ha- uh, um, some afternoon reading because um, I haven't really had much of a chance. You see, with all the with all the baseball playoffs going on and the Leafs season happening, uh, starting up, and the Kitchener Rangers season starting up, while they've mind you a few weeks into their season, but you know. Um, I want to make sure to see that I get some afternoon reading in because if I'm good, because my, my policy is this, mm-hmm. that if I'm going to listen to some sports at night, when there is sports action, that does not replace the reading. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And um, you know, something it's always good to, when, you know, just to, make some time in the afternoon to uh, just to get some reading in and and you know just to have some time to read i think the nighttime reading i think i i i find that i fall asleep very uh easily when i'm trying to read at night and well, like that's I, about a time no I, excuses absolutely I, but uh Reason for definitely, that is. definitely uh, getting the afternoon. I need to get some afternoon time reading in when I'm perhaps more alert. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. I'm reading 101 essays that will change the way you think. That's by Brianna Weist. Yes, and, and I just saw it on Sila. Actually, uh, yeah. shout out to the folks at Sila the uh, Center for Equitable Library Access here in Canada. Um, the only thing is, I wish it was an audible in uh, audio format. <laughs> but uh, shout out to Audible, because they have it there in audio format. And I believe it's narrated by Brianna Weist herself. Is that correct? It is. And it's a Harper audio book. So there's no reason for why Sila cannot have it there. But you absolutely. Know. We are going to request it. Sila, expect a call from us as early as uh, Thursday. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Because if they're designed for what their users want, then they must then they must um do that. They must. They must, they must, they must. <laughs> so I'm now on chapter sixty-three. I think I started at fifty-three. Uh, this afternoon, because I mm-hmm. went back to the early bookmark there. That's awesome. And what what is what are some of the messages now? One hundred and one essays that will change the way you think. It's it's a very good um, self help type book, life coaching. And, it really um, is. From what you've described, there's a lot of great messages so far. And uh, what are some of the messages that you? Um, learned about in the few chapters that you've read today. I've only got three hours left in the book now. Yay! <laughs> but 
what what I really have learned here as I've kind of gone through recently is just allowing yourself to do nothing basically um, is one of the messages in there. Um, because absolutely it's critical for that brain to kind of relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And also it was also saying that we are not able to control the results. Like all we're able to really do is we want is to just all we can control is work hard and we get turned down by something. Just keep going. Keep going. Keep plugging. You know, just keep doing the same thing again. Keep keep working at it. And absolutely. I agree one one zillion percent. <laughs> right? Because it goes back to um the thing it goes back to, you know, there are a lot of things we are not able to change. Absolutely. And and just remembering that, you know. There, there are things that are out of our control and, um, you know, what, um, uh, sometimes we just, we are unable to change what we are unable to change things we are unable to change. So we just, you know, keep, keep going and don't let those things stop you. Don't let them bring you down just keep going if if say an opportunity doesn't work out for example um in any field whether it's a job or whether it's um whatever the case may be you know it's some things are out of our control and we just move on to the next one and and keep doing the things that we enjoy well, and that's the re- the the reality, mm-hmm. right? That's the clearest reality here. It is, and it's um, something that you and I both share, and um, you know, and 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 that's what we strive to do, and that is what we do on 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 the daily. Yeah, and you see, the problem becomes though, right? The problem really becomes that. We spend too much time worrying about those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and believe me, worrying is something that, that there is room for a little bit of uh, concern is one thing. But when, sure. it, when yep. the worrying yep. starts to become stressful, um, that's when... Um, you know, it's, it's, that's when it becomes problematic is when it becomes very stressful and you're taking too much time worrying about, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen in the next couple of days? What's going to happen now that, um, you know, this opportunity didn't work out or what's going to happen now that X, Y, Z you know, because it almost reminds me a little bit too that of something that one time, you know, um, 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 a good friend of mine, like we had become very good friends in the 10 years. 
Okay, actually, it was a little, yeah, about 10 years. Yes. And what happened was, is that she um, <clears throat> um, graduated in, um, um, uh, I went to, to the school for the, to the, for the school for the blind in Brantford, which is W. Ross McDonald. William, his name was William Ross McDonald. Ah, oh, yes. Um, I always but, wondered what the W stood for. Yes, William Ross. Well, just call it the blind school. That's what everybody calls it. Why not? Yeah, there we go. How about it? The blind school. The blind school. There we right? go. So when I went to the blind school in Brantford, or in Brantford, Ontario, Alex calls it Branford. <laughs> but it was also what it was. It was it was because of um um Dick Buchanan. The, oh yes. <laughs> the late Dick Buchanan. All right. He called it Branford too. Yeah, yeah. He wanted CKPC at Branford. Yes. <laughs> right. And makes sense the way it's spelled. Yeah. Oh, that guy was, he was a very kind of a, he was a very sort of, he had his way and everybody Mm -hmm. had to just respect it, basically. Oh, man. (laughs) But kind of going back to the blind school here. um, (laughs) In Brantford. (laughs) Yes. um, That a very good friend of mine back in, like, you know, who we rode the bus together, we would wait together and we waited together and then See, we knew, we knew that, and I knew that, you know, she would be, you know, that she'd be leaving at the end of the year. But you know what? It really, there were times that it hit me that year more. Like, for instance, um, that year, the 2008-2009 year, January of 2009 specifically, mm-hmm. to the end of the year, um, I would I did the Monday nights, uh, I I I because I wanted to try out Res Life and what that was like. Oh, now yes. it's actually called lodging, but anyway. Oh yes, lodging. Yeah. We don't believe in political correctness here, so we'll just no, call it. We'll call it Res Life. Yeah. There we um, go. That's what it's called in the colleges and universities. Yeah, even, as well. even, you know what? Even the term boarding school used to bother us, but that doesn't bother us anymore either. No, because I don't know. For me, boarding yeah. school kind of gives it a little bit of a negative connotation. Well, it doesn't bother me anymore. It used to, but it doesn't bother. So back to the story well, let's, here. Let's scrap the political correctness. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I wanted to try what boarding school was all. I wanted to try the boarding school. Okay. Mm-hmm. I yeah. want to try that out. So Monday nights, there were some, so I would be there for the winter global. Um, oh, yes. The winter, right? So then what happened was that there were nights and times that I would often sit and reflect to myself in my room there going you know she's going to be leaving what am i going to be you know it's like what 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 and i'm going to be here 
So I'm ultimately going to be, what's going to happen for me? Yeah. And it's always very sad to a point. I mean, happy for the person graduating, but sad for those of us left behind, right? But see, whether we don't know whether she understood, well, she understood, like, she knew where we stood. Mm hmm. But ultimately, it's really coming down to, uh, you know, a decision where, like, see, you think about these things, right? You often, and then it was like, okay, now what? Like, what will happen for me this, like, what's next? You know, like, who's going to, who am I going to wait with? Who am I going to chat with on the, during the bus rides? Who am I going to be? connecting with yeah right and And there weren't many options actually mm -hmm. when she left i can imagine yeah and to think that i mean you guys have been friends for 10 years and it always leaves you wondering like will we keep in touch after graduation but you know what the thing is too and you know what some people used to say? Well, you What's guys that? live so close. Like, you guys live two minutes away. Why don't you go and, uh, you know, uh, you know, why don't you go and spend some time, you know, with her and this and that. But you know what the thing is sometimes? It does not work that way sometimes. No, no. And that's just it. I mean, you know, like now, here's the thing, right? Now, you and I have had some conversations about, uh, we 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 will name names because she because she may be listening, so we will we will name some names here, okay? Yeah, right. She may be listening, so we'll give her a shout out. We'll for give exam- her a shout out. Yeah. For example, um, you've mentioned to me offline that um that once in a while, you and well, like you and Diane Brown will get together sometime. Yeah. Yep, right. absolutely. Shout now, out to Diane. Shout out to Diane. Diane if you're listening. Yay. Oh, we'll we'll ensure that you listen. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll get the link out to you. Shout out, yeah. Um, right. But see, that's it, right? Where but see where you guys are in both in Hamilton, but probably on different ends. But yep, we are see, on different ends of the city. Yeah. Right. But see, it's a different, but it's a different sort of relationship Mm -hmm. right because did i just say relationship there relationship rapport friendship no i wanted to say connection there connection yeah there we go (laughs) (laughs) that you know there we go connection there we go and then we'll, we'll we'll wrap up this segment on that note (laughs) <laughs> but um, on this note, right? But see, it's a different connection because of the fact that you guys um, are able to. See, it's a lot of the same sort of knowledge. Knowledge, right? It's mm-hmm. a knowledge thing. Also, it's a thing of you know 
you kind of like to do the same things, right? But whereas with if we were to do that, if, if this, um, um, if uh, if if this lady and us, if we were to do that one, I don't even know what we would do, right? There would really be because, you know, she's you know, like many of us, we all have different challenges. Oh, of course, yeah, yep, absolutely. So how about you? Transportation be... being the common one. Well, transportation, right? But yep. she only but she lives like two minutes away. Or five minutes, two to five minutes oh, away. Yeah. Right? But yeah. still it's it's the same thing, right? Yeah. So you have the ultimate pleasure. Tell the listeners, tell everybody listening here in the audience what is going to be coming, what will be coming up here on Spicy Techie after the break. <laughs> I am super, super, super pumped. And as you mentioned before, pumped is an understatement. <laughs> I have an adrenaline rushing. I have an, an ad adrenaline rush happening. And <laughs> we're super excited to have on the show Richard Marion. And uh, Richard Marion is a tech expert. And uh, he'll be coming on to talk to us about his experiences using the Mac. And uh, definitely looking forward to having him on the show. We will be back with Richard right after this short commercial break. Don't go away, ladies and gentlemen. We will be right back on Spicy Techie with your hosts, Sienna T., and Ali Musa. Don't go away. We'll be right back. What a busy traffic on this Friday evening. I am almost stuck in this traffic for the last 40 minutes. And there is no way, I think, for me to get to the show. The Sanity Radio Song Bank which is going to start very shortly. It's one of my favorite shows. And my, my, what a way to wind down for the weekend. Perfect two hours of fun-filled music. And she has so many great features. Sound of Music. Undercover, Foreign Exchange, yes. name that tune, and the big wheel that she spins, for who's that, or where are we? We cannot forget about the international stage. I have never come across such a great show in my life. I think I will have to press hard on my accelerator and go as fast as I can to get home in time. Wow! Wow! Look! I made it! I am almost there! Sienna t Making your day brighter, one song at a time. Hey, 
You, why you look so sad? Don't be so sad. I tell you what you're gonna do. If you got a vino, you pour yourself a bicchiere of vino. If you don't have a vino, maybe you got a panatone, maybe you got a panini, maybe you got a cafe espresso, but you 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 fix yourself a something bella nice and you go go to your computer and you log on to CNT Radio. And you listen to CNT Radio, okay? You do all that, you're gonna feel much better. I promise you. Alright? Ciao! Listen to Cianity Radio, because that is where it's at, baby. And it goes a little something like this. Listen to Sienna. You're gonna like it. Check it out. Sienna has the best songs, the best vibes from around the world. Tune in now, or you're missing out. Welcome back to the studio for Spicy Techie with your hosts, Ali Musa, Makara, and Sienna T. Welcome back to Spicy Techie for Wednesday, October 18th. My goodness, already the 18th of October. <laughs> Where has this month gone? This uh, The first half of the month, almost Halloween. <laughs> and we are back once again. My name is Sienna T, joined in studio by Ali Musa, our co-host, and a first-time guest on the show with us. Um, he is a tech expert and uh, very happy to have him in studio with us to uh, talk about his experiences with technology. Richard Marion. Richard, thank you so much for joining us on Spicy Techie. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Great. I'm uh, glad to be here. Um, uh, it's it's going to be a great experience and be glad to share some knowledge of, of, of technology with people. Great. So uh, to start us off, Richard, uh, tell us about your upbringing anything you want to share regarding your upbringing and um um anything you want to share and how you ultimately got started in tech technology in general or how you found your um interest in the technology field so and and anything you want to share sure um i um so i i was uh I'm I'm I was born blind, and so I've had a uh, sight loss uh, for a number of years, and uh, so I had uh, learnt a number of my blindness skills, including learning Braille when I was uh, in school. Uh, so I, I initially learned Braille and uh, used uh, the that that was the technology in the day was was a was an old Perkins Brailler and and uh, reading Braille textbooks and on thermal form um that's because that was in the days before computerized braille production as well too so it was uh um thermal form for for those that don't know was this plastic feeling paper and so the master copies of braille books were were manually typed on a perkins 
and then the the then the the master carpentry were put into a machine that heated up the plastic paper and then it melted the dots into this plastic paper um it uh it was durable it was actually in some ways more durable than uh than the paper rail but really terrible for the environment that when you look back on it now because it definitely probably couldn't have been recycled or anything and it uh yeah it was just a, a, a terrible reading experience overall oh for um, sure <laughs> i remember yeah, and, the thermoform yeah exactly uh, I, I don't know if ali probably doesn't know what we're talking about but <laughs> no i do uh, i i remember that too yeah um yeah because thermoform it, it, it sort of held on like the the, the for not for a while and there was because the thermoform books lasted so long that they 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 probably there's probably still some around in some uh a, in some braille book libraries i would think um as well um and then then i then i was introduced to computers in high school and and and, I, and i'd actually made my first experience with the computer was the old echo speech synthesizers uh, on on Apple two C's and oh uh, yes <laughs> and uh, and that was my that was my introduction to the uh, to the computer and and then and then I started using technology right through until until now where I worked with it so um, in my working life I I I I had actually worked with Windows uh, for the most part until probably about eight to ten eight years ago and then I started working more with Mac I I um, 11, 12 years ago, when I was when I was in the market for a new PC, I had been trying out the Mac because I what made me gravitate to the Mac was I had already seen how Apple implemented accessibility with Voiceover on an iPhone, and I because I I had got an I had got an iPhone three, um, three GS and um, and with Voiceover and 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 fell in love with it with the with the platform and 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 kind of liked the idea of a touchscreen. And then um, I was talking to a friend. They said, "Yeah, the the the, the jet. A lot of the gestures that the, the voiceover uses on the on the uh, iPhone work on the Mac now on the touchpad." So that convinced me. So I I I I uh, took a dive and got my first Mac computer. And uh, and uh, for the most part, at, for the first couple of years, it was it was it it, it did sit alongside my Windows PC. And and I had to for, finally one day said I got to force myself to use this thing and learn how to use it properly and then and then and overall I've been really pleased with the experience after that and 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 that in the process started getting away from using the touchpad as as a as a shortcut and and learning the keyboard gestures for voiceover um, and voiceover is a lot more intuitive for keyboard gestures now than it used to be because i'm sure you I'm sure some some of you remember the early days of voiceover you felt like you had to be an octopus because you would need like uh there was so many gestures that so many keyboard commands that required three or four fingers and there still is some of those but a lot fewer than there used to be like at least especially on the internet now at least at least the more to the traditional uh, uh keyboard shortcuts that are used in windows work with voiceover now as well too so Absolutely. I, I really like the uh, um, the analogy of having to be sort of an octopus and, you know, your fingers doing all these acrobatics to try and uh, get the um, keystrokes. But now with the numpad commander, even now, if you don't have a numpad, you can um, prefer, perform all of the um, 
all all of the various keystrokes as well without yeah. having to worry about uh too much uh acrobatics gym, uh finger gymnastics if you will <laughs> and uh ali you had a question as well yeah i mean i i find for me um you know i did you know as, as um as as you guys know, I was using Windows and JAWS for a little bit too, but um, uh, but my primary thing has always been the Mac. For since I got into the Mac back in 2013, that has been my primary system of choice. Currently, I'm on a Mac Mini, but um, it's it's really been and and I like it because I find it more um intuitive as as uh as uh, Richard just mentioned, um, as you just mentioned there. Now, what's the reason, say, now, in your mind... Now, I'm, I use both. I use the Google side of things in terms of the products. I don't have, like, Android or Chromebook or anything. But what in, in, in your mind, what is the reason that, even though you're a Mac user, that... What is it, what is it the importantness of using say the google products like google drive calendar google calendar gmail etc what would be still even on a mac and an iphone in your mind somebody might want to use uh, use those um i'm another one that uses a lot of google products because uh because uh my household my spouse him him and i couldn't agree on operating systems for 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 phones and he's an android user and i'm an iphone user so i, I had uh, so i i started using google products just out of necessity and and found well it worked that's that it works better because works better because it, it allows you to be compatible uh, with unfortunately still more of the world than than just strictly sticking with uh, with the apple versions of said products uh like so um like um i use google calendar uh i do use let me correct. Uh, correct. I'm going to correct myself. I use yeah, iCalendar no on my computer, but I do. I do what I what I did do was integrate my Google calendars and stuff with it, so I could share the calendar. So um, in the in the, the Mac calendar I, app, in the Mac calendar app, uh, because you can you can import Google calendars into the Mac calendar app. Similar, similar, same with uh, Outlook calendar entries. Uh, you can save in the Mac calendar yeah. app as well too. So, uh, so I I prefer the Mac calendar app over. Google Calendar, but I, but I only be only because I it 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 shows my my uh, iCal calendars, my Google calendars, and it it and I can and any Outlook calendars I've imported into it uh, when I've had to use my computer for uh, contract work or work related issues as well too. Um, the Google Calendar Mac app, I I actually don't have as much experience with it. Google Sheets I've used on the Mac. Um, but I, I did find it a bit more of a challenge than say using, uh, uh, numbers or, or Excel for the Mac. So, um, I think if you were, if, if I was offering people advice on what other companies products to use on their Mac, other than Apple, um, the, the Microsoft has really come a long way on making their Mac apps a lot more accessible than they used to be. Um, like uh, I, I'm, I'm as comfortable using Word on the Mac as I am using Pages now um, because it, it's it's so much more accessible than it used to be. I can understand that, um, and um, certainly I can understand that too. 
but um um but when it comes so like so the main takeaway then i i gather here is that for com- that your reasoning would be the compatibility side of you know using say if you're working with somebody who is primarily using and of course you can use google products on all platforms too and yeah. um i think that's really an i and um in agreement there too but do you use the the um the iCloud calendar as well. And what do you find beneficial about that? Um, the only time I use my, my iCloud calendars, if, if, if I need to, if, if, if I want to ask, uh, uh, I won't say the word just in case yours, your, 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 in case you got a home pod and, 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 and she wakes up. But if I ask, uh, if I ask the, the, the S Siri, lady, <laughs> the S lady, um, or the A lady is, well, the S lady in this case, to, to create a calendar, it, it automatically goes to iCloud calendar. And, and then, so um, when I um, was doing a lot more sort of personal contract work, it was, it was, it was good to just have a work calendar that was a work calendar and it wasn't, it wasn't go, uh, being shared across all of my accounts that, that where I share my more personal family calendars with. So, um, so, and that, and that, and that actually is still like, if I'm asking the S lady to create a calendar entry, my default calendar still is my work calendar um, yeah, because usually a lot of times if I'm asked just quickly creating an entry, it is for a work-related appointment. So, uh, but then, it, but then, like I, like I said, if I, because you can share all your calendars and in, in iCal, all your calendar entries just appear on the day that the, the day that, uh, um, that, that for today, like, for example, for this thing, the, uh, the count the calendar entry that was created i think was sent from calendly um and it and it just it just it just put put it on the day and i and i was in it, it added to my iCal calendar and then i was able to add it to it gave me the choice of what calendar i wanted to keep it in as well too so when when the appointment got created when i when 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 it uh when i when i booked this time yeah and see that's a handy way to, and see yeah it came from yeah calendly that's right that's where it came from and that's a handy service too because See, then you're eliminating all the back and forth going, oh, does this day work? Does that time work? It's like, you know, now yeah. it's like it, it shows all your availability, wh- whatever you set, and then you, somebody can just pick it. Yeah. On the on the booking side, it was quite accessible. So it'd be interesting to see. It, it must be accessible on the actual create, event creation side yes. as well, too. Otherwise, you probably yeah. would, would, would you, be using Google Calendar or something else. Well, actually, uh, it actually integrates with Google Calendar, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Anything. So what happens is that anything I add to my calendar um, and let's say it is a um, let's say I have because what you do is you go in there and you set your available hours, like what hours and days do you want to be available? Do you want for people as bookings for people to book? Yeah. So what I did was went in and did. A period, so I, I I selected some days and I selected some times as like from say most days I've picked eleven a.m. to eight p.m. East, Eastern. So, but what happens is whenever I um I add something or something gets added to the calendar, it automatically blocks out that slot. So then, if somebody goes and tries to book, say it would show only the available times if it showed say 11 a.m as 
available before, but then something got scheduled for me in that time slot that it would not show that as a time to book. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, that's similar to other other ones. I think the Microsoft Bookings that does that as well too. It it uh, it it has some accessibility issues, uh, but that, that's how it works too. And and it integrates with all the calendars that you that you add to it as well too. So it's uh, um, so Calendly. It was yeah, like I when I when I saw that again, I've, I've used it a couple of times just to uh, accept calendar requests and uh, as as well. So I've never I've never used Calendly to actually book. Uh, for my bookings things so often i'm gonna to have to take a more serious look at it as i get back more into into the swing of doing things other than uh looking for work and, and things yeah yeah um, let me know if you yeah if you ever play with it, let me know what you're let me know um what you think yeah yeah because yeah, i uh the microsoft one I, I i was trying it with a mac in the summer and then uh and and then i couldn't couldn't uh couldn't quite set up my booking page finally gave up out of frustration and went to jaws on my windows machine and was able to do it and and i was talking to a work colleague and i and they, and, and i said i finally figured out how, how to use it with what and they said how did you do it i said i said i i gave up and and went to windows so every once in a while there are still things that work better with edge or uh and 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 bda or jaws and not often nowadays but it, there are several once in a while there's just some things that glitch a little bit with voiceover. And what about your web browser of choice? What do you like as your web browser? Are you a Safari guy? Or I, are you a Chrome guy? If I'm on the Mac, I I I, I tend to use Safari uh, for the most part. I uh, the only time I'll use Chrome um, is when when the when the like if it, when the uh, web page doesn't seem seem to render that well on Safari, then I'll then I'll put I'll pull it up in Chrome and Chrome's a lot better now uh, than it used to be as far as with voiceover goes before. I don't know if you remember, there was a period of time every time, um, like it, Chrome always seemed to refresh and voiceover start speaking again, just at random. And then yep. now it's not, it's not, now it seems to be, be a bit more stable and, and it's not, it's not actually uh, sort of just, if the page is just sitting there static, it's not, it's just not randomly speaking again anymore. So, and it, and it's not telling you that it's loaded a new page, even if it's just refreshed the content at the bottom of the page. So it seems they've seemed to fix that particular issue, which is, which is good. Um, the one thing you don't get on Chrome is you don't get that, uh, that's that, 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 you know, that chronic issue with, with uh, voiceover and Safari um that uh you know uh we're, we're so far not responding here which which is mm-hmm. uh which is yeah. more of a voiceover issue from yeah it understand. is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and yeah no now sienna you use chrome more than i do on the mac i use it for the google products yeah. but but what what is you but you use it for more websites now i wonder what your findings have been with it i found that um for the most part um for the most part, I would say that it works really, really well. Um, some sites, I find myself having to switch to Safari, um, especially if I'm downloading something, because I want to make sure that my files are being downloaded. And the thing with Chrome is that it um, it doesn't... Um, it. it doesn't prompt you when the file is downloaded. So unless you manually go and check your downloads folder, um, you're not always going to know whether or not your your file has been downloaded. Whereas it does Safari, now. 
It, oh, it yeah, does? I was just going to say that. Yeah, because it now, now it tells you that your download started. And okay. the other day I was using Chrome for something, and, and it said my download had started. And and I didn't realize how big the download was and went to close the browser page. And it says, do you wish to, it, it did the same thing as Safari. It asked, it did prompt me, to, to, it did warn me that I was about to close a, a page while download was in progress still. Yeah, so I'll think have to it, check I think that they resolved that issue again, that issue. Like what it might not do is it might not tell you that your download is finished, but it definitely did tell me that the download had started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but Safari kind of does that, that also that sound as well too, which is, which is nice, like nice too, like the, with it, the, on the computer, I've got my, I've got, I do have my, some of my sound cues turned on and voiceover. So that, that it's Safari, you get that, you get that, that sort of, um, or whatever kind of sound it makes it and, and, and yeah. it indicates so that's another good indication that your download started especially if you inadvertently interrupted your speech by doing something else on the keyboard mm-hmm. yeah, yeah no that's a great tip I'll, I'll definitely um be checking that out and also i i find too um that certain um i use the google docs uh, mainly for compatibility as well google yeah. sheets every once in a while when the time comes for me to uh, use a spreadsheet which is very rare now in my yeah, day-to-day work same for but me, yep. it's uh, interesting though um and also gold wave although i'm going to definitely give it a try gold wave infinity which i use for um audio editing and which i'll be doing actually a part two tutorial on sunday um uh, we did uh, part one last sunday but um you know, it. I find that it renders a little better in Chrome, but uh, I'm curious to play around with it in Safari just to see. Yeah, and and I, and I would think the Google products will always be more compatible with Chrome than Safari. Like that's just like yes, that, that, yeah, that's, that, that's just a given. Like I, I like when I have to use Google Sheets and Google Docs, I I I just I just open them up in Chrome because because Chrome's logged into my Google account and the, and the widgets mm-hmm. or or what or the uh, the uh, buttons were already there on the on the top of my page anyhow so it was easy, easy to deal with but here's the thing though right Safari does not have a guess mode unless you want to create different profiles now yeah and so it, it, you can't like uh, so when, when when I updated the Sonoma I did I did create a work profile in, in Safari but what it doesn't do, which kind of irritates me, you still have to go in and turn off all your autofills. Like if you're in your own profile, like it's, it still has all that, that stuff there. So I, I, I had to turn off. It, it didn't, it didn't at least, it didn't try to autofill passwords at least, but it, it would still try to autofill the other information that's associated with my Apple ID. So I still have to go in to settings and turn off autofills to, to, to use, to use that, uh, that, that other new profile. And uh, so uh, if I'm doing, things that require guess it's it, then I just, then I go to Chrome and just, and, and run it in guest mode. If I don't, if I, if I, if I want to be sure that I'm not leaving any traces behind of my personal ID online. Yeah, I know. And how about on the, like, what about on the iPhone side? What would you do there? Because like, what would you do there? If you had to, if you had to use like a guest mode type thing there? Well, uh, and you can't do it in Safari. Uh, you can only go to private. You can do a private tab, but the same thing. You got to turn off all your all, all your uh, all, all in go into settings and turn everything off, so you can actually do it. So you can actually browse privately with Safari, um, and uh, in Chrome you can just go in. No, I'm trying to remember. Can you go into Chrome and guess in iPhone and guess one? I haven't seen it yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, 
there's private browsing tabs. Yeah, incognito you, tabs. Incognito or... tabs, but in Chrome you can log out of your Google account. So you you could you can uh, you can you can go and log out of your Google account in, on the iPhone and, and go on incognito and and it shouldn't and as long as you don't have as long as Chrome doesn't have permission to autofill from your from your uh, passwords and stuff on your phone you should be okay. So just so you so just turn off so even in the so just in 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 like settings so what I did was I just went into settings and turned off. Um, in Safari settings, turned autofill off. And then I yeah. also went into passwords and in the password options, this is on the iPhone, just for clarity, um, yeah. that I went into the options and turned off auto and just turned off uh, autofill too. Yeah. And the other thing you might would want, would want to turn off on your computer and your iPhone if you do, if you're, if you want to really treat is location sharing as well too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, yeah, just turn. Yeah, because like, because you know how sometimes you're online, and let's say you're you're shopping, uh, I don't know, at a, at a store, like at a, you're shopping online at a store, and and then all of a sudden, even if even if you're right in guest mode, all of a sudden it says we found these items at stores near nearest to you, and it's showing stores in your neighborhood, and and that's because you're you're, you're still might still be sharing your locations as well too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So just turn oh, yes, right. Yeah. So just yeah. so so if there's anything like in a secure thing, so just turn off autofill and the passwords. But still, it tends to still when you're type even with autofill off though, it still um it, it may still do the it, it, I've I've seen it um as you're typing in websites that it might still try to fill that. Yeah, and, and and sometimes you know how the keyboard suggestions on the phone shows stuff like a, like a, yeah, it, 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 like that's the other thing too. You got to be careful of too is like if it's showing, especially if you're happen to be sharing your screen with somebody, um, it might show it might show your your list of email as you start typing email. It might show the list of email addresses that are available to autofill even even if you're not autofill uh, actually even if autofill is turned on. And, and I can't remember where that particular setting is anymore where to deal with that like i think probably have to turn off keyboard prediction where now as well too predictive typing or whatever they call it on on the iphone yeah i yeah. remember turning that off uh, a long time ago so thankfully i'm not always having to deal with that and i think uh, mine is off too but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, lots of things to worry about, especially especially if you're sort of doing a lot of things online and and you want to be totally secure. Like it, it, uh, it it's, uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, like I think if I was using uh, my device for personal use and, and let's say work use, the same computer, for example, you might want to actually create a separate profile on the computer and log into it uh, that separate separately that way, and that kind of deals with and it deals with the. Uh, uh, or create the guest mode account on on the Mac, and then you can go in Safari in guest mode as well too. And uh, uh, the only the, the only thing is if you create if you create guest mode on the Mac, um, if you've got File Vault turned on, you, the only thing you can do in guest mode is go in Safari. So it's uh it it's just uh, something for people to keep in mind if you're if you've got your Mac set up with File Vault turned on, it uh, uh, guest mode only acts can access Safari. Yeah, because what I did, right? Because I had to, because I, because I, I, I was just kind of playing around, and I said, 
is I created a, a separate account on the Mac called um, a separate like work account just for like a, yeah, just to kind of play. And what I did was I did not sign into my Apple ID or do anything with it. And yeah. all I did was just create the work. All I did was just set it up and all I, as the work account and that, and, and there's nothing associated with it. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that's fine. Like, and that's fine. And like I said, that 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 works fine. Like, it, it, that normally would work fine. Like, and and you would get access to a sort of limited number amount of shared content, uh, with if you got file vault turned on. But as soon off, but if, as soon as you turn file vault on, the only the what the, the the only thing you could log into with that workout is you can basically you can get thankfully get voiceover working, but it's at its default settings and you can't change it. And then uh, then you uh, then then Safari. And that's that's about it. Yeah, but um, but but yeah. then it, so then I wouldn't be able to join a, a Zoom meeting if I had to. Then I not unless you not unless you, uh, not unless you have uh, not I probably not. Uh, I've never tried it because uh, I yeah I don't have File Vault running on my computer, so I never I've never tried logging into Zoom with File Vault turned on and in guest mode. Probably not because there'd be no because it may not be able to run the Zoom plugin unless the unless the it might it like as as long as you can run with as long as long as, uh, as it might as long as you click the link and and it maybe can run Z the Zoom Safari plugin, but I don't know. Yeah, good but question. See what, yeah, but see what I found happened right is that um, it was that um, um, when I was using that work account because what happens is that sometimes Safari blocks um, it from going to another like like when there's another app about to open it sometimes it will block it and it will tell you yeah it's blocked and, that, and, this that, app from and it, it tells you it's blocked the app and that that's happened with that's i think that's happens with zoom sometimes on and it depending on how your computer's set up because um it and it uh and so then you then you can't get into zoom but if you um if your work account or your guest account is uh like allows you to install other programs the only way around that is unfortunately is to Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your view of Chrome versus Safari, is you would use Chrome to do, to 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 log into the Zoom account. Right. Yeah. But what I was I didn't even sign into the Zoom account. If I need to, I just go in and just um just fix my name there. Yeah. Sienna, go ahead. You mentioned Richard about uh, File Vault a couple of times, and I actually don't have it running on my computer either but i'm curious as to what it does it sounds like a, a sort of security feature so, um, of sorts yeah so what it does is it encrypts your hard drive so like it, it basically makes your hard drive more secure and so when when it's turned on so that your computer's log on screen so when file vault's not turned on your computer's log on screen when you log when you turn on your computer in the morning or whatever or when you log in for the first it, your computer will still load a number of programs and you can customize some of your settings even before you log in so for example if you got voiceover running at the login screen and mm -hmm. file vaults off you can go in and change the default voice so your login voiceover voice doesn't have to be samantha it can be alex or eloquence or whatever you whatever you're using as your default voice for example yeah you, and you can go in and change the login settings so they're pretty the same as your actual account settings on voice when file vaults turned on what happens is when your computer turns on 
the only thing that gets loaded log on is your login screen and the fact that the you're, that you've turned voiceover on at login and and you can't even customize anything you basically get stuck with the uh, default settings um you might be able to increase the rate of speech and i think that was about it and then and then once you log in it then it loads everything all the other startup programs as well so so at the login screen basically the computer is pretty much encrypted and and if you and if you don't have and if you don't have an a, a apple id or password um or or a, a app or a computer not an apple id uh, or a computer password you can't you can only access limited things and that's why guest mode and file vaults on only opens up safari because safari has it's a version of safari that has no access to the to the hard drive to the file storage on the hard drive ah that make that makes perfect sense thank you so much for uh clarifying that for me richard always been curious uh to know how it works so but how do you change the voice at the login screen the mine is samantha and i don't i don't like that at the oh voice so so neither you, do you, i you do, yeah so what you do is when you, when you just so when you when you when you get that prompt saying you're you're at the you're to log in you do your vo command shift uh uh shift and you and depending what what setting comes up on your on your screen, you're you're going to either go left or right arrow. So let's say you get to the voices, then you're just going to hold those four keys down on your and and then use the up and down arrows to select the voice, and then that holds uh, for the login setting after that. And then and then if you go VO shift command VO shift command left or right arrow, it'll it there's other settings you can change to the voice, so like the pitch and this rate as well too. So. Um, it was um i think it was when not uh it was not um let's see it was it was when uh catalina came out it they they had changed it so they the login voice was different than the actual voice you'd set up in your in your voiceover settings so um it was a friend that told me that you if you 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 do this at login uh it, it, you can you can do it change it back and then i found out uh having had a work a, a work Mac for a while. Uh, and that's how I found that figured found out the file vault thing that I couldn't make that change. And that because I I I'd asked uh, IT and they said, oh no, you can't uh, file vaults turned on. You can't make any changes at the startup screen. So that that's how that's how I knew that file vault prevented so many much more many things from happening and including basically loading uh, uh, more sort of robust versions of startup programs, including Voiceover. That, that is interesting. Now, I just want to kind of get you a, a few more things. I want to get your thoughts on the uh, on some of the Apple built-in apps. Like, what are your thoughts on? You mentioned Pages there, and what are what are your thoughts on the Reminders app? Uh I it's funny. I don't I I I I don't use any of the Reminder services very rarely. Like, if I do use it, I use I use the the uh, Google Reminders on the Google Assistant, but. Uh, um, so I haven't used it as much on my computer, and, and so I really don't have any thoughts on it. Uh, I know it integrates with the Reminders uh, app on the iPhone. So if I've done, if I've created a reminder on my phone, I know I know they do come up on the computer, but I, I really don't have that, that much experience with the Reminders interface on the computer because I, if I'm creating reminders, I tend to use either uh, the Yes Lady or the or the Google Assistant to to uh, create reminders. And the Mail app. Mail app, I use it all the time. Um, I, 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 I prefer the mail uh, mail app interface over Outlook just because I'm used to it. Um, 
and 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 I and I think I I I I, I probably pro post uh, traumatic stress over uh, outlook because uh, the uh, uh, when uh, in um, not my pre not my most recent position but when I was working uh, in the transit agency here in Vancouver, outlook was obviously the choice for mail programs and it, and it became for me it became the, the program I love to hate so I always I I I I, uh, I I even though probably there's a lot of people say the Mac version of Outlook isn't as bad as is the Windows version I I I I, I like the Apple one because it especially now it's starting to look more feel more like the iPhone version of mail as well too and 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 I and I and I and I and I've had no issues with it uh Mm -hmm. uh managing all my mail accounts and and i like i use gmail and uh, and i've got an icloud mail account and, and as well too so how in your mind is it similar or is it is it um how how in your mind is mail on the mac similar to um or getting similar to mail on the iphone um you can like you can uh, there there uh, because partly because of, like in the in the mail settings now like because the settings app looks pretty much like the iPhone and iPad settings app so it, when you go into mail settings it, the interfaces for the, the changes you can make are are almost the same it'd be nice that uh, now that if you could you could if, if if you know what settings you're on your iPhone you could import those directly to Mac mail but that's we're not quite at that level of integration but it to me. It, it's starting to look the same in the sense that when you're in the message list, you you can you, you can uh, browse up and down the message list with the with the arrow keys as easily. And when you open messages, it, it they they uh, they they uh, open in the same way. Most of the time, voice will read it, but there are this is the odd time you have to interact with it. But it, it's it to me it it's uh, um, I I'm used to the interface. Like I've never used another mail app on my Mac computer since I got a Mac. So. Uh, I've, I've I've probably put up put up with the good and bad of Apple Mail over the years. Well, that's primarily what I used to. And what about the Gmail app? On do you use that on your phone? Do you have it installed for the notifications? No, I don't have the Gmail app installed on my phone. Um, I I know uh, pe uh, people say, oh, you should try the Gmail app. It's, it it deals with your Gmail account better, but better. But I I I've had no issue. I know people have had issues keeping uh, syncing their Gmail with their with their iPhones or their Macs, and uh, but I haven't really had those issues you just got to remember that yeah sometimes you have issues because gmail doesn't use gmail like if you delete a message it doesn't actually delete it just deletes the inbox tag from the mail and and so sometimes yeah. it may not end up in your deleted inside the folder on gmail and it will just reside in all mail but uh it uh it's uh, uh i've i haven't really had any of those issues where i have issues i think is um sometimes if i'm mad moving stuff around on my on my mac is um um uh it is sometimes i'll forget and i'll move stuff from my inbox to my local folders on my computer and so then then if i'm looking for something um i i then i'll realize okay on my phone then i realize oh yeah i i i moved it away from my online storage and on just on my local storage on my computer so it's it, that that's just more more of a personal ma uh, file management issue for me more, more than anything not not a fault of mac mail So and and Sarah, do you have any questions as we wrap up? Yeah. Um. So I I, I you were saying actually, Richard, about the uh, mail. Um. Well, not so much a question, but a comment. But I find the same thing too. Um. Using 
mail on the iPhone and even on the iPad and how the Mac version is very similar. And I'm finding that as well. Um, and, uh, you know, it's really neat to see how similar the experience is. And even especially if you're using the iPad with a keyboard um, and the iPhone uh, with a keyboard, as I do, um, you know, sometimes if I'm on the go and I don't necessarily want to uh, take my computer with me, I'll just bring my iPad and I find that the experience is more or less, you know, with a few um, omissions and a few extra features here and there, um, uh, a few differences, but, you know, otherwise they're, they're pretty much the same. And um, yeah, but, yeah go ahead. Yeah, no, they, they are. Like, and I would say the experience is uh, between the Mac and the iPad are, are closer than, say, the Mac and the iPhone. Because the iPhone still, like, uh, still shows, like, when you open up uh, Apple, it, it like, it, it opens up, depending on how you set it up, it opens up to your mailbox's screen or, or where you last were in mail. Whereas mm -hmm. on the iPad, if, you, if you've got the iPad set to landscape mode, it, it does open up the same way as the computer with, with your mailboxes down the one column and you have to jump to the next column to get to your messages. And so it, it's fairly, that's, yeah, I, I'd say the, it's, the iPad and, and the Mac are, they're, are a little closer in, in the field than say the iPhone and the Mac. Yeah, and all of the keyboard shortcuts are mostly, I don't know of any that are not, um, the same on the iPhone or on the iPad and on the Mac, like especially if you're using it like with like I do with an external keyboard. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that too. Except I, except I could never figure out if I, uh, uh, I, I, I think the last time I tried to send a me uh, last couple of times I tried to send a message on my from my iPad with the keyboard, and I, 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 I couldn't. I don't think Command Shift D sends a message. I think I, I, I ended up looking for the send button on the screen. But I could be wrong. Yeah. No, give it a try. And actually, give it a try and let us know if it works. Um, yeah. And that actually reminds me, what are your thoughts now on um, iOS 17 um, as far as the new features? Have you had a chance to play with some of the new ringtones or uh, I haven't played um, with anything the new, like of... that? I haven't played with the new ringtones yet. Uh, I'm st I still prefer my barking dog, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, which is like, like one of the old. I didn't realize that, that was one of the old original iPhone ringtones still because it uh, there was a um, a YouTube video uh, from uh, uh, some one of the Apple uh, uh, YouTubers uh, that they they were just had a, a video of just showing all the different iPhone classic iPhone ringtones and then I'm thinking. And I and the barking dog was there. And I didn't realize that was one of the original ringtones because, but it, uh, that makes sense because it's probably been my ringtone for the last at least five or six years. I <laughs> uh, got, gotta love it, and you know it's it's really neat to see how um, you know some of those ringtones have changed. And uh, um, I'm one of those. Uh, <laughs> I'm a bit. Um, curious and playful when it comes to the uh, ringtones and seeing what I can do with custom ringtones. And I've managed to get all of the uh, MSN ringtones. So now my whole iPhone and iPad sound like MSN messenger and uh, oh, okay. kind of funny to see how, yeah, 
Um, My favorite are the Jeopardy and Price is Right and some of those. Oh, those are cool too. I'll have to t- I'll have to I'll have to take a look at some of those. Yeah, I'll have to find it. And if they've got the classic uh, uh, double Jeopardy music, then, then I might have to make that a ringtone. I've, yeah. I've got it. I've got it in my list. <laughs> yeah. Check out the episode of Spicy Techie where we uh, make a ringtone using uh, um, music to ringtone. It's uh, a great little app for making your own customized mm-hmm. customized uh, ringtones. Custom ringtones is the word I'm yeah. looking for. <laughs> yeah, awesome stuff. So, yeah, I know this was a very, very good conversation on technology and how we use our technologies. And um, and um, as we uh, wrap up here, um, we're, and uh, where can people find you guys online? Uh, Richard, we'll start with you. Where can people find you online? Uh, I don't have a website presence. Uh, you can look for me on LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn or Twitter uh, or, or whatever they're calling or, well, it these days. Well, Facebook. LinkedIn. I do have a I I do have an X or Twitter profile, but I hardly ever use it. Yeah, and you can look for me on Facebook on Richard Marion as well too. Uh, but LinkedIn is where I uh, usually keep my professional uh, life uh, for the most part. So, um, but yeah, that's great, Richard. Yeah, and where? How about you, Sienna? You can find me um, on X for information uh, regarding Spicy Techie and uh, Sienna Tea Radio, which is another um, project that I work on as well. Um, you can find me at on X at Sienna Trijani. You can find me there, capital S-I-E-N-A, capital T-R-I-G-I. A-N-I. I'm also available on LinkedIn, and there you can find um, information about what is happening on Sienna T Radio and Spicy Techie as well. Um, so LinkedIn, you can connect with me there. You can also find me on Facebook, Sienna Trijani on Facebook, and um, follow the Spicy Techie and the Sienna T Radio pages, and um, go to Sienna T s-i-e-n-a-t dot wordpress dot com where you can also um where you can also uh, uh find information about both uh projects both spicy techie and sienna t radio sienna t dot wordpress dot com and sienna t radio at gmail dot com on the email and of course, I guess we left me out of the contact. I guess I left. I guess <laughs> I kind of left myself you, out. Ali? I guess. <laughs> um, you can find me at um, uh, the broadcast map Facebook page and on the Spicy Techie page. But search uh, broadcast map and search uh, Spicy Techie um, as well as was just mentioned here by Sienna there. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. Um. So uh, find me there, and probably now the best places to find me are, not probably now, are Facebook and LinkedIn. And um, absolutely. Thank you so much, Ali, and thank you so much, Richard, for coming on with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure 
having you on and um you know hearing from you and it's an absolute pleasure to have you share with us um your experiences with technology and um you know great tips and tricks and uh, we definitely look forward to having you on the show once again thank you so much richard for joining us no no problem it was great uh, great great being here and uh, i'll have to actually oh well catch up on some episode past episodes absolutely feel free to check it out and uh, we look forward to having you on again soon well you'll be great, looking great and uh, we and we'll be back in studio uh sienna and i will be back in studio on sunday which will be October, October the 22nd. 22nd when we will be covering Gold Wave Infinity Part 2. Part 2 and we're going to be looking at um we on part 1 we what we did was we edited out some of the uh segments uh we trimmed out some of the silences. And in part two, we'll be showing you how we actually put a podcast episode uh, together, um, putting all the pieces together, a little bit like playing with Lego, if you will. Um, but that's coming up in part two. And uh, part three, I'll be showing you how to do a voiceover, like a jingle or a commercial. You've been listening to Spicy Techie. Yeah, that sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to deep dive, going to kind of show you guys the, uh, it's been fun kind of showing you guys the uh, ins and outs of like the behind the scenes work that goes into um, producing Spicy Techie and kind of the behind the scenes of Sienna T Radio as well with Audio Hijack. Yes, and uh, we will be back, and we will say, we will remind you that it is never goodbye. Never goodbye. It is. It is. Until, Until next, next time. Have a great weekend, everybody. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you on Sunday on Spicy Techie. You have been listening to Spicy Techie. To learn more about the show, please like the Spicy Techie Facebook page. Search Spicy Techie. We are always reminding you. It is. Is never goodbye. Never goodbye. It is. It is. Until. Until. Next Next time. time.